0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode 10. Yes, we are up to episode 10. Ten weeks in, and in my eyes, it feels like we just got started. Thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. Remember to always sus- subscribe, rate, and review. Um, it's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to, to come across this one. And then also remember to get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth, Um When we like something in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to let other people know about the things that we enjoy. So no matter if this is your first episode or if you've been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast in life. There are certain events that are memorable, memorable. Events that 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years down the road, you remember you remember where you were, who was with you, what was going on in your life, what what happened that day leading up to said events. Um, there were different events in life that we remember where we were. Um, and they are memorable moments in our life. Me- moments such as oh, Michael Jordan's last shot against Michael Jordan's last shots as a bull against the jazz in '98. Oh, what about the Cubs winning the World Series a few years ago after ending that long, long, long drought that they had? Oh, what about, oh, Auburn beating Alabama a few years ago in the Iron Bowl when Auburn ran that uh, that, that uh, missed field, go back 100-plus yards for the winning touchdown? There are moments in our life that are very memorable that we, we will remember, especially as sports fans. Oh, what about life? Oh, your wedding day. And I hope you remember <laughs> your wedding day. Uh, what about, oh, 9-11? Now it's more of a tragedy or a tragic situation in U.S. history. But a lot of us remember where we were when we heard about the tragedy and the terror attack that happened on 9-11. Today, what well, today, July 14th, being one of those days. The Wimbledon final took place today. And um, well, it's a it's at first glance, and first listening to it, and first hearing about okay, you got Djokovic versus Federer, two of the best tennis players in the game now. Some say that they're two of the best of of all time. And so it's a great match. You think, okay, I'm going to focus focus on this. I'm going to watch this. Um, I'm going to try to do my best to follow along and see what goes on with this match. Now, you may not be a tennis fan. I'm not a big tennis fan. But honestly, when matches like this at, are on, I at least try to get a catch a few minutes, five minutes here, ten minutes there, a few minutes later on. I at least like to watch and see, uh, get glimpses of the match um, while the match is on. Generally on Sundays, like it was this Sunday, I'm not able, to, I'm not home um, during uh, during a few, uh, in the morning very much, so I was able to watch the beginning of, the, of Wimbledon, uh, left home, came back home, changed clothes, went to get my hair cut, watched a little bit more before I left to get my hair cut, and then as, as I was on my way back home from getting my hair cut, I'm thinking, um, it's after 1 o'clock, after 1.30, this match, this game should be over the the match started a little after nine um it's now after 1 30 four and a half hours this match should be over no the final set went into a tiebreaker a fifth set tiebreaker where Djokovic ended up winning another Wimbledon tournament now you say what's so crazy about that that's the first fifth set tiebreaker in Wimbledon history and every second that I watched of this match, I saw the 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 power that was utilized, um, the crispness of the movements of going side to side on um, the, the uh, precision and making sure the ball went where they where um, Djokovic or Federer wanted the ball to go. And these were two of the best playing at the top of their game. This match lasted four hours and 55 minutes. Let me say that again, if you did not hear that. And I'm sure by now you have heard that, but I'm going to say it one more time for you. Four hours and 55 minutes in a tennis match. And as I was um, leaving the tent, the, the barbershop today, I was looking at my phone, got on Twitter before I hopped in my car to drive back home, back home. And I saw he was saying, oh, get to ESPN. Get to ESPN now. This match is going crazy. Someone said, will we see a 12-12 tiebreaker? I'm thinking, this thing should be over. It started at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's 1.30. Tennis matches don't last this long. A basketball game, good basketball games don't last this long, even if they go into overtime. Football games generally don't last this long, even if they go into overtime. Baseball games don't generally don't last this long if they go into overtime. Hockey, same way. Soccer is even shorter, um, shorter than most of the sports I just mentioned. They don't last this long. So four hours and 55 minutes of a match uh, at a high level is unheard of. And there are a lot of tennis fans, those that follow the game and the sport on a regular basis, will say this is going to be one of those memorable moments for me because of how epic the match was between two of the best in the sport. Let's go ahead and take a trip from Oklahoma City down to Houston. Because two guys that were former teammates in Oklahoma City are reunited in Houston because one man demanded a trade and he got his wish. Man, oh man, the NBA does it once again. Right when we think the NBA is going to die down um, and the, the NFL want to get some more football news the NBA rears its ugly head and says, no, not so fast, my friend. I'm here. I'm still here. My players are petty. My players are act like little kids at times. They, they don't play well with others, right? Oh, Melvin Gordon, you want to get paid? That's OK. Um, The NBA has some more news for you that's going to be bigger than that. And that's exactly what happened. Melvin Gordon came out and said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm possibly going to hold out. Uh, for training camp and join the team until I get a new contract. Okay, once that came out, cool, Mellon Gord, you, you wanna you wanna be like a Todd Gurley or you wanna be like a Le'Veon Bell where you hold out till you get paid. I get it. I understand it. You're a running back. Your, your, your positions get being diminished and uh undervalued in the in the NFL. You saw Le'Veon Bell not playing. James Conner comes in. It's like, Le'Veon Bell, yeah, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times in the NFL, running backs, um, you're kind of they, they don't really care who you are. They, they just want a body in there, someone that can get the job done. Um, and then if they have to use two guys, so be it. They'll use two. They'll use three to get the job done. That uh, years ago it was one guy. Because well, over those three, they're are not spending one less money. Um, they're they're saving their bodies. They're not getting hurt as much, and it's working out better for the teams over the longevity uh, to stay relevant in the league. But Melvin Gordon made that made that statement. Yeah, he wants to. Uh, he's going to be holding out, possibly holding out till he gets a new contract. And then after, shortly after that happened, bam. We got this. We got Chris Paul going to Oklahoma City. Bye-bye. We got uh Russell Westbrook going to going to uh, Houston. Play with James Harden. Come here. Uh, I like it. I like the move. Chris Paul. I like you. I've been a fan since, since I, I've been a fan since you came into the league. I like um I, I like um, your skill set and what you had past tense because right now you're a little older um you're not playing you're not as consistent you're not understanding that your game's going down you think you're the player you were five years ago not the player you are in 2019 and i get it no one wants to face reality and say hey man i can't do it no more i i can't i can't be that guy on the team yeah, I, I'm not as quick. My mind's not as sharp as it once was. So well I do not want I g I I I don't wanna I wanna I don't want to accept the reality. So I'll just make you try to lower and change your game so my game can look a whole lot better than it than it has. No, Chris Paul, you ain't that guy. James Hart knows you're not that guy. The front office for the Rockets knows you're not that guy. So they said bye-bye. They they sent you to Oklahoma City, said get out of here. Uh ain't nothing in Oklahoma. Well, you all know it ain't nothing in Oklahoma before Oklahoma City Thunder went there. Only thing you talked about was the Oklahoma Sooners and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That was it. That's all you talked about. And then now, uh, the Thunder went there. They did, they did very, very well. Now they ain't got nothing but Chris Paul. No, nothing. They got Chris Paul and a bunch of draft picks. A bunch of draft picks. You can keep all them draft picks. Well, because Russ is coming to Houston. Russ and James Harden are reunited once again. Like I said more earlier, they had friends since they were 10 years old. I think this is going to work kind of um i think it would work and i'll talk about what i think it would how it would work later on but you got russ you got james harden guys that were former teammates that played together in oklahoma city before russ was drafted by the thunder in 08 james Harden was drafted by the thunder in 09 and now they're reunited once again they were they were james harden was traded away when a contract wasn't come to russ is traded away now and now they get they're in the same place in Houston. And man, what's going to happen here? What are we looking forward to? Well, I think we got a team that's going to be one of the top teams in the West. Once again, not really breaking no news. I said it earlier with Chris Paul, top team with Russ, who's better than Chris Paul, a top team in the West, a top team in the league. Oh, yes. Best believe. I do believe that. I think these are two guys that um, that. In their positions, they are two of the top in their positions. Um, Russ hard to guard. James Harden nearly impossible to guard. James Harden who travels, who who forces fouls, who so initiates con- initiates contact, who will foul you, then you foul him, and you get the foul called. Kind of like a kind of like that kid in school who's the who's the pest. It knows how to initiate some stuff to uh, to in- to initiate um to. Ah, excuse me instigate that's what i was looking for who knows how to instigate so he says one thing he says one thing he comes down you you react to him and you get in trouble that's james harden he pushes you he pushes you he swipes you lunge at him you get the foul call you look at the ref and say man he's holding me he's holding me the ref's like i don't see nothing man i don't know what you're talking about but that's james harden russ you think you think about that you, you think about that guy that has one motor and that's go I mean, all gas, no brake path, baby. I mean, he just goes and goes and goes and goes. That's Russell Westbrook. You you need you need a, you need a bucket. You need someone to uh, to uh, to get you an assist. I mean, he's been he's basically a walking triple double. The past three years, he's averaged that triple double. James Harden, MVP in 2018. Russ, MVP in 17. James Harden, seven-time All Star. Russ, eight-time All Star. Both of them are two-time scoring champs. Harden's led the league in assists once. <clears throat> Russ led the leak in assist twice. So on paper, their statistics. I'm not I'm not even gonna go to uh points, rebounds, assist, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage. I'm not even going into that to look at those numbers. What I've just listed to you in accolades, these two guys should work well together. They should. They should work very well together. Two guys that have been on the Olympic team before, two guys that Oh, you think about you think about Russ, top point guard, think about James Harden, um, literally one of the best players in the league right now. They should work very well together. Why? Because stars like to play with other stars. The one problem I have is they're both stars that have been in the league for a long time and have made their name by holding on to the ball. That's the main thing that Chris Paul didn't like about James Harden. Ha, <laughs> he didn't play well with others. He wanted a pound, dribble, 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 dribble. If he got a shot, great. If he didn't, he would kick. Hopefully that guy made that open three in the corner. Or dribble, 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 drive. Oh, you want to cut behind me? I'll dump it off to you. Get your layup. But that's James Harden. I mean, that's how he's made his game. His game has flourished and has gone to new heights under Mike D'Antoni. And that, that, that's a great thing for him. He's kind of uh, evolved. He's a better version of, of Steve Nash under Mike D'Antoni's system. I and mean, we remember in the 2000s when Steve Nash was playing under Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash got that MVP and his game was uh, going to new heights. And he was playing at, the, at, playing at the best way that he was at that time in his career. The best times of his, of his career were honestly under Mike D'Antoni. And then Mike D'Antoni go, is now in Houston. And James Harden, his, he's playing at the top, top of his game. You got Russ, once again, same thing. Dribble, 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 dribble. Russ can't shoot. Russ can't handle free throws. What does Russ do? Well, he dribbles. uh, He hits the occasional jump shot. Uh, He gets a lot of layups and dunks, and he he gets to the hole at will at times. But once again, dribble, 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 dribble. I think the one person that can make these two guys work is Mike D'Antoni. I don't believe his personality is much is such that he's going to make these two guys work. Mike D'Antoni, more of a, a softer guy, more of a guy that not really one of the in-your-face coaches. Um, yeah, his his quick his quick offense, three-point shots, layups, and free throws. That's what he focuses on. Well, you got a guy in Russell Westbrook. His jump shot ain't that hot, bro. His jump shot ain't that hot at all. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like watching him play. Because of his motor, I like that high motor, that 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 go get it kind of guy. That guy that would be great on the football field, but he's playing basketball. A an extremely athletic guy. Some say the most athletic guy in NBA history. I don't go that far, but I do say he's one of the top most athletic guys I have seen play basketball. Won't well, don't say the most, but one of the most, uh, more of the most athletic guys I have seen play basketball in my lifetime. But Mike D'Antoni, you got a Russell Westbrook. Hard knows James Harden flourished under D'Antoni, and you gotta you gotta find a guy that's going to be able to mesh these two guys together, wedge them together, uh, break them down, and then put them back together so that their games mesh and gel, so they can play well together, play well with others. I don't see him being the guy to do that. Now earlier I did mention that uh, previous episode, I did mention that I don't think D'Antoni's the guy for the Rockets. Now they're bringing a guy better than Chris Paul. Yes, that's great. That's perfectly great. Better than Chris Paul now, currently playing. Not as a career, currently playing now. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's great. But, D'Antoni, how do you expect to get Russ to change his game when he's been in the league for so long to play with James Harden? Yeah, Eric Gordon's going to be fine. He's going to get his. PJ Tucker's going to be fine. He's going to get his. Capella's going to be fine. He's going to get his. But how do you how do you say hey James I need to take a step back well more like ten steps back so we can get so we can implement Russ into the into the fold to the chemistry so that we can win you're like man bro what are you talking about I got to take a step back take ten steps ten steps back I'm the reason you still you still got a job I mean if my game didn't flourish and if my game wasn't going up and up and up you probably wouldn't be in the league or well, you wouldn't be coaching this team. Oh no! I don't want to take ten steps back. I want to stay right where I am. How about you make that guy? How about you make Russ take ten, 10 steps back? Now I don't think that's James Harden's personality. I think he's an easy guy to get along with. But you try to tell a guy that's used to having the ball in his hand, and I heard, I heard, I've, I've heard numerous guys say this: you try to take a guy that's 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 uh, that that has the ball in his hands all the time to say, "Hey man, uh, take a back seat. Um, we need you to not. We 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 need you to uh, not." Uh, had the ball so much we need to pass it to someone, pass it to the other to, to Russ or pass it to someone else so we, our offense can go to new heights. No man, I ain't doing that. I ain't. I ain't I'm not. I'm not using. I'm not. I'm not going to lose what what's made my game what it is now to help somebody else. No, man, this is what I am. You brought him here. How about you have him adjust to me, not me adjust to him? I think that's going to be the clash that they find that they're going to run into, that you have James Harden, you got Russ, you got two guys that are used to being alpha dogs, at least on the basketball court. I don't know if they'll be able to mush well. Now, I think one way that they will Maybe maybe it won't be D'Antoni. They have a LeBron James Dwayne Wade moment, um, like they did the first year that those two were together. They couldn't figure out how to play, how to play, how to figure, how to uh, how to play, play together, play well together, to play to win, uh, to figure things out. It wasn't until I believe it was Dwayne Wade took a back seat and said, "Hey LeBron, this is your team." Now, Dwayne Wade already won a championship down there. He was already the man down in Miami. They even called it Wade County. But now he took a backseat to a guy that was a better player than him and said, hey, hey, LeBron, the keys to the team are yours. How about how about you steer this ship? And the rest is history. Two two finals in four years Four four final trips every single year they play together. I mean, you, I mean, you can't it's, it's hard to get much better than that. But man, oh man, I'm looking forward to the Rockets. I'm looking forward to next season. Every time I think I'm going, every time I think I'm going to get away from NBA talk, something else happens in this league. Um, the drama does not stop. These players do not stop when they're talking and want to be moved. And man, I, I, it makes it makes my job fun because if they didn't move, I'd be struggling for finding something to talk about. To kind of piggyback off of the trade, we're not going to really be talking about the rocket side of things right now. We're going to switch and go back to the Thunder side of things now. And we're not talking about currently, currently constructed with Chris Paul, but what the Thunder have had in the past <laughs> and didn't get anything done. Now, the Thunder did move, um, well, the Sonics uh, moved to Oklahoma City in 08. Not giving you a history lesson, but um, it was a big deal for Oklahoma City to get a team. Um, like I, I think I may have mentioned this earlier. If I didn't, you're going to hear it now. Um, in Oklahoma, when you think about sports, you thought about the Oklahoma Sooners. That was it. That was all you thought about. Yeah, the Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Um, they were there, but outside of them. That was it. The Oklahoma City Sooners, they had their football team. You think Oklahoma, you think a big powerhouse football, not only in high school, but also in college. Um, that's all you think about. That's all that state does is football, football, football. Well, when the, Thunder, when the Thunder got a team, they got excited. When I say they got excited, they got real excited. Um, they became one of the most uh, loyal fan bases in the league. You saw when they started to make the playoffs and, that their team, that their stands were not only full, but they were one of the rare places that everyone wore the T-shirts that the team gave them on there on the chairs. Now you know you go to a playoff game. Uh, most teams will give you something for free. Some a T-shirt here in Indiana. Uh, sometimes they give us a rally towel, and uh, it's not like a terrible towel where you're in Pittsburgh and the whole the whole stadium was waving a yellow towel. No, uh, I collected them. I collect that towel. I collect uh, rally towels. One of the re- one of the weird things that I do collect as a sports fan is rally towels. Um, but no, um, T-shirts. And they even started the checkered pattern where some had blue, some had white. And their fans were very loyal, very um, supportive, uh, very committed to the team. And then not only were they committed, it helped that they got some good players as well. 2007, they drafted Kevin Durant. Um, well, the set the Seattle did. And then uh, 2008, they drafted Russell Westbrook. 2009, they drafted James Harden. 2008, they drafted Ibaka, but he didn't not come over. He wasn't able to play. They come from overseas to play here until 2009. What do you think in the first uh, two years, three years, two years of the team, they drafted four, uh, four players, four players that got accolades for being the best in the year. At some point, Ibaka was a D player of the year. James Harden, it, MVP after he left, Russ MVP, Kevin Durant MVP. So they had all these guys. They had all these players. And what happened to it? Well, uh, they went to three Western Conference Finals, and they went to one NBA Finals. one one Western Conference Finals, and they lost that NBA Finals they went to. That's pretty bad. I mean, that's that's sad. That, that's that's horrible. Now you say, well, who are the coaches? Who, who are the coaches? Well, the start off with of P.J. Carlissimo. He's a good guy a lot of guy you, you a lot of us know him now for TV well uh, he didn't last much longer than went to Oklahoma City he got fired uh, brought in Billy Donovan Billy Donovan from college first NBA gig now you think uh, you got a college guy coaching young young players it may work but um, come NBA players comes egos I, they're getting paid more than you. So why should they listen to you if you don't know what you're talking about? They have, they may have a hard time listening and uh, and doing what you say. I I just think he wasn't the right man for the job. I, I think he had a hard time communicating and adjusting to the NBA game, NBA lifestyle. No more recruiting. You're more uh doing more film study and 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 preparing for well more than double the amount of games that you that you'll play now. Oh, Demetri Donovan didn't work. Well, you're bringing up Scott Brooks once again. Not a guy that. Is going to be your ideal fit for this dynamic for this team. Um, not a coach that's more respected in the league. Uh, they missed the they missed the playoffs twice. Um, the first year they were in Oklahoma City, and then also in two thousand fourteen and fifteen. Well, aside from that, they also had Oladipo traded him away. Paul George traded him away. See so me to tell me we got a team here that has had. One, two, three, four, five, six all-stars? And ain't got nowhere? Oh, man, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. And now, you got Chris Paul. Chris Paul comes here, and Chris Paul's like, well, um, I look around, and I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody to play with. And you think, well, you go back to the history, Chris Paul's thinking, okay, well, they had KD, Russ, James Harden, Ibaka on the same squad. Didn't keep them and didn't win nothing. Okay, well you got KD, R- Russ together. Ibaka still. What happened? Nothing. You ain't win nothing. Okay, well um you got Russ at Old Depot. What happened? Nothing. You ain't win nothing. So okay, so cool. So you get over to Old Depot and with Old Depot goes the bonus to go to Indiana. So now you got Paul George, uh one of the top three point shooters in the league, a great. Great two-way player in the league. Oh, you got Paul George. What happens? Well, in the second year, Paul George has a uh, MVP year in his own right. Uh, MVP candidate to win the uh, MVP didn't win. But what happens? You ain't win nothing. So you mean to tell me that throughout all of this, throughout all the players that they've had, they ain't win nothing? Oh, that's horrible. I mean, think about it, your job. I'll relate it to my job, that is. Uh, a very a competitive job where we're competing every single month to beat our co-workers. Now, we all get along. I sell, I sell cars for a living. So we all get along. We all get along just fine. Our dealership has been the number one Nissan dealership in the state for, I think, close to or if not two years running. Every single month, we're beating other dealerships around us. Now, if you're in Indiana or in Indianapolis, you think of Tom Wood, think of Ed Martin, uh, dealerships like that. Yep, we beat them every single month uh, in new cars, and it's not even close. A lot, most of the time, it's bad. It's really, really bad. So think about my boss. He says, "Well, um, I'm going to bring in some new blood right now. I'm going to start recruiting." Now, in dealerships, sometimes they do recruit to bring different salesmen in because um, it is competitive. You want to you do better than you did the previous month. So you want to, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy. And all of a sudden, you got one, two, three. You got four guys together that are four of the top, or, or four. They're young, but they're good. So they're young guys, but they're good. They're good salesmen. They can relate to the younger, they can relate to the older. They can relate to people with good credit. They can relate to people with bad credit or mediocre credit or no credit at all. And they can can check all the boxes on a salesman or what kind of salesman you want. Um, He's uh, he's approachable. He's he's, uh, easy easy to talk to. People can relate to him. He knows how to adapt to every situation that comes his way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that works very well. Then all of a sudden, well, think about it. He brings in all these good guys, they, and he, he trains them up, he grooms them, and they're they, they good at their job, but they don't win. And all of a sudden, they don't win nothing. They, we don't win anything. And he brings all these guys, and we start, we're start. we not just not winning. We're not winning at all. So instead of being the number one Nissan dealership in the state, we go from, well, we're second, we're third, we're fourth. Oh, we go back to number seven, number two. We go back to number two, we go back down to four. That's kind of how it was for Oklahoma City. They had all this talent. They had all of this talent. And all of a sudden, what do, you have to, what do you have to show for it? You got a guy in Chris Paul who you just traded for who doesn't want to be there. How do you get rid of him? Buy his contract out, maybe? I, I, I don't think that's a, that's a great option. He's owed, I think, 130 million over the next three years. Yes, you want to shell out 130 million to get rid of Chris Paul's contract? I think keeping him is more valuable than losing him. Yeah, he's not Carmelo Anthony. We're buying, his, buying him out was a better. Was better for the team. They could get someone. They could use that same money they're paying him to go to someone else. Yeah, that's not the same thing. But what do you see? What What do you think? Uh I don't know about Chris Paul. I would keep Chris Paul, but. Chris Paul's looking saying, man, I don't know about this situation. They've had talent, good talent, Olympic talent on this team, not just for our country, but but for another country as well. And what do they have to show for it? They have mediocre coaches coaching top talent, and the GM doesn't know how to bring in a better coach to coach this top talent. And all in all, they ain't got nothing. They have absolutely nothing to show for it. Before we get out of here, I want to do uh, something real quick. Um, A lot of people went crazy when the Lakers announced that they were going to move LeBron James to the point guard position. To me, it's a no-brainer. It's a smart, strategic move. Um, X's and and O's wise, what point guard in the league wants to guard a 6'8", 250-pound point guard? We saw how Magic ran the league when he was in the 80s, and he was 6'9", being a point guard, and LeBron, being a more skilled player than that, um, was going to have a, more, a bigger advantage um, than Magic. You know, granted, LeBron is older. LeBron's body is not as durable as it once was, but I do see LeBron having a, sheer, a, a clear advantage um, being a point guard. But it's not just a point guard. Um, it's the height advantage they're going to have over most teams in the league. Um, I'm going to compare their, this starting five that I put for the Lakers with a starting five that I put for the Warriors. This is putting that the Warriors are healthy. Um, the Lakers are starting LeBron James, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and Demarcus Cousins. The Warriors are going to start Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Willie cauley Stein. Um, the Lakers are starting height wise. It's going height, not weight. 6'8, 6'6, 6'9, 6'10, 6'10. That's point guard to center. The Warriors, on the other hand, are 6'3", 6'5", 6'7", 6'7", and 7 feet tall. The Lakers already have the height advantage over another divisional opponent between four of the five positions. Now, granted, we know Clay is hurt. McKinney may start that small forward spot. What is he, 6'7", 6'8"? So, he still, so Kuzma, still, Kuzma still has the height advantage. Um. So all, so the way I look at it, the way I see it, and a lot of people probably think about this as well, I just haven't heard many people talk about it, really anybody at all the lakers are going to have the height advantage the disadvantage they have is their age they are older they are very they are a lot older than you would think they would put a uh that a title contender is going to be uh going to be put together first year uh first year as a team but the one thing i do say is um their height advantage and their iq is going to be used to their advantage because you never know. A lot of these teams are fresh, are being put together, and they're uh, playing together for the first time. Even though, the, even though the Lakers are, LeBron's playing with more. Uh high IQ basketball play, basketball players than he was last year. So this is these are more his cup of tea, more kind of guys that he's used to play that he likes to play with. The disadvantage he has is they don't have many shooters, which is a discussion for a different day. But the height advantage alone, the 6'8, 6'6, 6'9, 6'10, and 6'10. If that is the case, and if that sticks, their their height advantage they're going to have, and the IQ they have on that squad is going to help them. It's probably going to be their main advantage night in and night out when trying to compete and win every single game that they play. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. You can follow me on, you can find me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore J25. Once again, that is at Dr. Underscore J-A-Y, the number two and the number five. You can send all emails to Stevenvens pod at gmo.com once again that's J pod at gmo.com remember to always subscribe rate and review that's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one and then also remember to get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth um, if we like things in life the things that we like in life we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell the people about the things that we enjoy so so no matter if this is your first episode or if you've been listening since episode one, be sure to let people know about the podcast. Um, Also, Anchor, one thing I forgot to mention, Anchor also has a voice message uh, function. Now, it allows you to send voice messages to the podcast that you're listening to that can be utilized on future episodes. Now, you do have to have an Anchor account for that feature to be used, but you you, you make an account, you can send voice messages, and trust me, I will be using them in future episodes. Um, you, you send stuff to me, I'll use it. That's the kind of guy that I am. Um, thank you for listening to episode 10 of the Jay Stevens Podcast. I'll see you next time.